Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Josh Moxon. Thank you, Rima. Yeah, good morning, everyone. We're carrying on in in Matthew and we've been taking some quite large chunks and we're actually going to take the whole chunk today because as we move towards the Easter story, really the Bible does all the teaching itself. Uh, um, And very often I think that's the case anyway. But this is this is moment. So I just want to kind of go through it. We're not going to read every single word, but we are going to go through it and say, well, what is it that we can glean from this? Uh, What is it that we can take from it? And so if you have your Bibles and you prefer to do that, it's uh, Matthew 26, 50 to 68. If not, it's on the share screen uh, that Remus just shared for us. So this is what it says. Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. Remember, this is just this bit where Jesus is about to be arrested. He's just been in the Garden of Gethsemane with his friends. Uh, and so he's he, he's there and he's expecting something to happen. And um, then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus and arrested him. And with that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword and drew it out and struck uh, the servant of the high priest, cutting his ear off. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. And then he says something extraordinary. Bearing in mind, he's already saying, you know, you've got this wrong. This is this is going to happen. I, I know. But then he's kind of like he basically says, if I wanted to stop it, I would. Because he goes, do you not think that I can call on my father and he will once at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? I can't remember the exact number, but it's a lot. And those soldiers wouldn't have, have had a chance. All right. Um, but <laughs> but how then will the scriptures be fulfilled? that say it must happen in this way. And there's there's a moment here where you suddenly go, okay, not only was Jesus ready, but he chose it. And I think sometimes as Christians, we forget the run up to the cross is that Jesus chose this. He chose this for you and he chose this for me. This was not a, a predetermined thing. It was what his mission was, but he had to choose it. And being fully God, he, he did. And being fully human, he, he had to choose it as well. I just, I, I think sometimes, and what I want us to, as we read through these verses, is to not get stuck in having heard it before. But remember afresh, almost try and look at it as if it's the first time that you've heard this story about incredible Jesus doing an unbelievable thing for me and for you completely sacrificially. And we we carry on and it says um, this. uh, In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, am I leading a rebellion that you come out with swords and clubs? Uh, Every day I sat at the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. And then all the disciples deserted him and fled. OK, so not only did his friends not pray with him in the Garden of Gethsemane, but they ran away when things got tough. Jesus was alone, com- completely alone. You have to remember that I think a lot of these disciples, although they've decided who Jesus was, I think they, they thought he was God. Uh, I don't think that that had changed. And I think they'd started to understand, but clearly not fully understand, understood what he had come to do. But you have to you have to recognise that they probably were sitting there expecting him to come and use the sword and defeat the Roman Empire and do stuff that the world would say was victory. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm about a bigger victory than winning, winning a battle. The The passage carries on. In verse 57, those who arrested Jesus took him to Cephas, who is the high priest, 
and basically what happens in this bit, we're not going to read all this, but Peter follows at a distance. He's kind of wanting to see what's going on. He's a bit scared. I wonder how often we, when we let the gospel become smaller in our lives, follow at a distance. Just a side thought I had uh, when I was looking through this. But he, they then get people to come and basically accuse Jesus of things. Um, say that they, you know, people eventually bring testimony. Um, they say he's going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. And of course, we now know that that's Jesus rising from the dead. But what they call out is blasphemy. Are you are you saying, are you going to answer to this? What about this testimony these men are bringing to you? Let's go to the next slide, Rima. But Jesus remained silent. You know, we, we read about that in Isaiah, Isaiah that he will, he will remain silent <laughs> like a lamb to the slaughter. And then he's charged under oath and Jesus doesn't deny who he is. And he, and he, and he taught, he carry he, he doesn't only deny on it, but he builds on it. Um, says, but I say to all of you from now on, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. And they, they tore their clothes and said, blasphemy, he's worthy of death. And then, and then this verse, these two verses, this, this is, this is humiliation. This is, this is, our, our Jesus. <laughs> and it says they spat on his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him. They said, prophesy to his Messiah who hit you. And there's a depth here in the Easter story of the suffering of Jesus, that he not only did he suffer in one of the most horrendous ways that somebody could die so bad that they stopped doing it. But on the run up to the cross, he was falsely accused. He was he, he was hit. He was slapped. He was bought. He was alone. And we go maybe in this moment, thank you. And I hope we do. I hope we say thank you in our hearts. But we also have a moment where we recognise that we have somebody who we believe in, who is walking alongside us, who gets it. He understands everything we could possibly go through in life because he was fully human and he did it the difficult way. Very few, if any of us, will go through this level of persecution. And what Jesus did and what I think we can do in response as we pray is that he was obedient to his father. He was obedient to the point of death. And he was willing to say, not my will, but yours be done. He's just said that in Gethsemane before. Not my will, but yours be done. And I, and I think as we see this story, as we are reminded, we zoom in on this part of the Easter story, actually we can zoom out again and realise that it's the same response to the whole story. First of all, we say thank you. Second, we look at our own lives and say, how can I be obedient in the way that Jesus was to his father? And we say, God, I am willing to do your will, whatever the cost. And I take my hands off what I want to do and I put myself into your care and do what you want me to do. And maybe that's important in, in the small as we come out of lockdown. What is it that God's going to do with us and through us next? But it's also a, an important time of year to say in the big as a follower of Jesus, I choose to say not my will but yours. Uh, let's just take a pause now to say thank you. Let's say thank you for the cross. Let's remember how it felt at first and ask Holy Spirit to just be redoing that work of salvation in, a, in our hearts. And then I'm going to hand over to Rima. This morning on HTC Daily, we started the day by thanking God for the new things that he is doing in our lives. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 says this, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Josh then spoke on Matthew 26 verses 50 to 68. 
And after the talk, we took a moment to pause and say thank you for the cross. We then continued to respond in prayer, um, asking that we in our own lives would be obedient to God and that we would have a willingness to do God's will and not our own. And we prayed that God's kingdom would come.